Welcome to Champion Church of the Nazarene's weekly sermon podcast. Each week brings a new message that looks to invite you into a new life brought by Jesus Christ. We hope you are inspired and changed by God by the message brought by today's speaker. I read somewhere this week, I'm not exactly sure, um, it ties in a little bit with the children, um, but uh, someone put it, I'm not real sure where I saw it, but it says, there are two signs of a growing mature church. Sign one is men who are singing. (laughs) Now, in my case, uh, you don't want me to sing, but I'm going to anyway. Uh, And the other sign are children or babies making noise in the church. And we're thankful for our children and uh, thankful that uh, they have a wonderful opportunity to learn uh, about the Lord today and every week. All righty, if you would take your Bibles and open them up to the Old Testament book of Daniel. Um, And right now, uh, just just in the way of transparency and confession, I don't know how I came upon it, but this past week a song got stuck in my head. Um, I don't know if that ever happens to you, and it happens to be kind of in line with the book of Daniel. It's it's a song from uh, Bob the Tomato, Larry the Cucumber, the Veggie Tales, and it was about Daniel. And you know, you know, oh no, what are we going to do? The Dan- king likes Daniel. I'm not going to sing it for you this morning. Uh, But uh, we're looking at the book of Daniel over the next couple of of weeks. Uh, This morning we're going to be in Daniel chapter 1. And what I've entitled this, I guess, series uh, this morning that we're going to begin is Stand. Stand. We live in a world and in a culture to where we are at an inflection point, I believe, within the body of the church. Within the church of Jesus Christ, we are at an inflection point or a crossroads, especially as it relates to our culture that, that, are, that is outside of these walls, a culture that constantly and even at a more frantic pace is falling more and more and more and more into darkness, is falling further and further and further away uh, from the Lord. And at times, and I've, unfortunately I've seen it, the, the aspects of the culture have bled into the church, have seeped into the church. And there comes a time, and, and I believe that the church of Jesus Christ, I truly believe we are at that time when we have to decide if we are going to stand. And the next uh, couple of weeks, I believe it has the potential to make an impact upon our lives in a significant, amazing, perhaps, way. If we stand, if you and I stand for the right things at the right time and in the right way, 
we can change the course of many, many things. Instead of just, as we often do as humans, complain about the way things are in our world, if we as the church would stand for the right things at the right time and in the right way, we could change the course of our culture. However, if we've compromised, if we compromise over the wrong things and the wrong time, for the wrong reasons, the reality is, is that it could cost more than we ever could imagine. And we're going to look over the next couple of weeks at a couple of different scenes from the book of Daniel and how that would encourage us, you and I, here in 2023 to make a decision as to whether or not we are going to stand. Now, just to kind of give a little bit of background uh, into the book of Daniel, this is information that you already uh, have heard and know, but King Nebuchadnezzar from Babylon sweeps into uh, Jerusalem, destroys Jerusalem, burns the temple to the ground, destroys uh, the entire city. And in fact, he goes so far as humiliating uh, the people of God by taking their religious and faith symbols from the temple and, and doing a lot more to desecrate the, not only the city but the temple. And, and to, to make it even worse, in 605 B.C., the, the best, the future, the young of the land were intentionally taken out of their land, their homeland, and indoctrinated into Babylonian culture, and they were trained, and they were trained to become future governors and leaders and advisors. In, D in Daniel chapter 1, beginning at verse 3, we uh, see uh, this playing out in the scripture. Daniel chapter 1, verse uh, 3. And if you're able, would you please rise for the reading of the word this morning? Daniel chapter 1, verse 3, and it says, Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, who was in charge of the palace officials, to bring to the palace some of the young men of Judah's royal family and other families who had been brought to Babylon as captives. Select only strong, healthy, and good-looking young men, he said. Make sure they are well-versed in every branch of learning and gifts are gifted with knowledge and good sense and have the poise needed to serve in the royal palace. Teach these young men the language and the literature of the Babylonians. The king assigned them a daily ration of the best food and wine from his own kitchens. They were to be trained for a three-year period, and then some of them would be made his advisors in the royal court. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were four of the young men chosen, all from the tribe of Judah. The chief official renamed them with these Babylonian names. Daniel was called Belshazzar. Hananiah was called Shadrach. Mishael was called Meshach. Azariah was called Abednego. Father, we thank you for your word. <clears throat> we thank you for this time together. I pray, Father, that in these next uh, few fleeting moments that your spirit 
would penetrate our hearts and our spirits in these days. And may we hear the encouragement from a young man who decided to, to stand when others uh, simply did not. And may we find the courage uh, to stand for the right things in our culture, uh, especially when they fly in the face of, of the scriptures and what we know that you would desire. Help us in these moments to hear from you. For it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. The reality is, and, and this may come as a little bit of a shock, no matter what we see in our world today, no matter what is played out in front of us on our television or our technology screens, the truth of the matter is that you cannot, you cannot passively be a Christian in this world. You cannot simply claim faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Allow his spirit, the Holy Spirit, to take up residence within you and simply take and excuse yourself and sit down and that be the end of it. We cannot be passive about the reality of the Lord in our culture. We cannot be passively a Christian in this world because Christianity is more, much more, and you know this and I know this, it's much more than an hour on a Sunday morning. The reality is, is that when Jesus comes in and transforms your life, he does just that, transforms your life. I've heard testimony after testimony of saints who said, you know, when I met this Jesus and I went to an altar and, and I gave my life to him and I gave my heart to him, some things, many things changed. Some of the things that I used to do, I no longer do. I don't want to do. And now some of the things that I thought I would never do, here I find myself doing them. The reality is we can, and I heard a preacher say it this way, there are no undercover agents in the Christian church. <laughs> but the reality is, however, that when we as Christians step up and stand up for what we know to be true because it's contained within this book, the Bible, the 66 blessed books that we have before us. When we know what is in there, when we truly believe what is in there, we can hear from any source outside of the church that might be saying any, any number of things and and it doesn't matter how many people believe it. The reality is that when they speak their lies, and the lies are very plentiful in these days, we can take comfort in the fact that the book is right and they are wrong. We need to be realistic about this faith that we have. Yes, it's a faith that one day you and I are going to be surrounding God's throne and we're going to be in a place where there's no pain, no fear, no tears, 
and it's going to be joyful, and we're going to have a wonderful time in heaven. But the reality is, is that until that time, until that moment occurs in which we are in his presence forever, you and I are in a battle. And it's in a very real battle. I made mention of it last week when, when talking about the, the devil and his interaction with Adam and Eve. The reality is, is that once you uh, take Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it is not a momentary slight, undercover, oh, just be quiet about it. The reality is you in a very real way declared war. And you are in a battle. And the reality is, is that you have an enemy. An enemy that does not play fair. An enemy that is very, very intelligent. A, 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 an enemy that, as the scriptures I read last week says, very, very crafty. Craftier than all the beasts that have ever been made. An enemy who knows just enough about you to potentially draw you away and he does not play fair and his mission is to steal and to kill and to destroy and the reality is as Christians we cannot passively be Christians we can't hope to think that one hour on a Sunday morning is enough we have to live each and every day as the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, you and I are to put on the full armor of God. And that, that, that picture itself lends itself to the reality that we are in a battle. We are to put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the devil's schemes. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know about you, uh, but when the devil comes and begins to whisper and begins to accuse, because it, the Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren, when he begins, begins to accuse me of things that, that whisper, 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 he doesn't have to make stuff up. <laughs> oh, do you remember that time when you, yeah, I do, I remember that. Do you remember that time that you were walking into work at Homer Lachlan Pottery and you were just a young 20-some-year-old kid and you were wearing a Christian t-shirt because you thought that was about the only way that, that those hardened pottery workers were ever going to hear about Jesus and you were confronted by an individual who said, you know what, I should rip that shirt off of you. And do you remember do you remember what you told him? Did you, do you remember how your response was not filled with grace? It was not filled with humility. Do you remember? Oh, I remember. Do you remember when you said, go ahead and try? And one of us, I'm not proud of this, and I don't know why I'm laughing, one of us is going to be bleeding by the end of it. Needless to say, Neither one of us were because he just walked away and that was the end of it. But we are called to put on the armor of God so that we can stand against the devil's lies. It says that when he lies, he speaks his native tongue. 
He knows just enough about us. And, and, and I don't know about you, but I've noticed in my own life that the devil, when he comes, he doesn't come and kick the door down. He comes in through a little, little, little crack in the door that I don't even probably perceive that I've left open. And he begins to worm and he begins to work. We have to become intentional about how we think, how we believe, and how we behave. We are under a full-scale attack through the media, through the advertisements, through the music. I was, I was a young kid, a teenager in the 1980s, back when they had, well, they have them now, they're coming back, uh, back when they had uh, vinyl records. Now, you need to understand, in, in the early 80s, when I was a young, young fella, I was not saved, so take that into advisement with what I'm about to tell you. During the 1980s, there was a, a portion, a culture of music, heavy metal music. And, and I don't know why it resonated with me, but it did. People like Ozzy Osbourne and people like Black Sabbath and, and things that, that, I, that I listened to. It wasn't very healthy, I will admit it. Now remember, now remember before... I, I wasn't saved. And even though after I've been saved now for all, over 30 years, unfortunately, I still can remember and recount some of the lyrics word for word. Um, and it's not something that I'm proud of. But during that time, it was told to you that if you take your vinyl record from some of these uh, artists, and if you would put it on your record player, and if you would play it backwards, do you remember? You would hear... Uh, the subliminal message. Now, I never did that. But the truth is, that's a picture of what the devil does in our lives. It's subtle. It's, it's beyond the surface. It's not easily discernible many times. But still, we are called to put on the full armor of God so that we can take our stand, so that when those times come, we can realize and recognize the attack of the enemy. Now, back to Daniel, and we see that Daniel and the, and the three others, these were just boys, 12 to 15 years old or so, uprooted, ripped from their family, ripped from their homeland, ripped from everything that they knew, and transported over a thousand miles from home. They were stripped of their very identities, and they had any sense of dignity that they uh, had attained crushed. The Bible, as I read earlier, it says that their names were changed. Their original names were all related to Yahweh, to the true God. That wasn't good enough for the king and Babylonian culture. Their names were changed to reflect Babylonian gods. Their diet was changed to reflect, uh, to eat food prepared for the king, to eat meat and to drink wine that was dedicated to pagan gods. Everything that they understood and knew and believed was being uh, intentionally stripped away. But in verse 8, we didn't read this this morning, but it says in verse 8, 
but Daniel. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine, and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. You see, I find it interesting that three, these four young men, they didn't fight back when their names were taken from them. They, they knew who they were. They, I've been, I don't know about you, but I've been called a lot of things in my life. Some of them I cannot repeat in the church. I have been given uh, different variations of my name. My name is Jamie, but I've been called Jamal. I've been called Double J. And I'm still called that by one of my managers to this day. I've been called Hooks because the J's look like little hooks. Um, I've been called Jim. My name's not Jim. I've been one, one blessed saint of the church would always call me James. And it sounds dignified, but it's not my name. But I let him go. I let him <laughs> The reality is, it doesn't matter what anyone calls me. I know who I am. And they didn't fight back when their names were taken. These were just outward labels. They knew who they were. They didn't, they didn't defend when their names were taken. But when God's name would be defamed, they took a stand. No. No, we're not eating food that has been dedicated to pagan God. And in our culture, we could, hear, we could hear the rumblings, oh, it's okay, no one will know, don't worry about it. Everyone else, you're not hurting anyone. The culture says that today about a many a different things. God will understand. After all, he knows us, he understands the reality is, in our world today, in our culture uh, today, something much greater and more offensive has taken place than the simple stripping of names and identities. In our culture today, in our world today, we have parades for things that we should have funerals for. We cheer things that we should be weeping for. We applaud things that we should be heartbroken and grief-stricken over. But in fact, reality says, and the culture says, oh, don't worry. We're not hurting anybody. We're not, God, if he, if he really loves us, he understands. He accepts us the way that we are. The reality is that God does accept us as we are, but he does not leave us that way. In our culture today, we see it over and over and over and over and over again. The culture is at war with God to the point that, that they hijack the rainbow, that they, they, they scream out phrases, love is love, and things of that nature, that that gender is a spectrum. And last week we discovered that gender is binary. You only have two options. That's not my opinion. 
That's not what I think. That's what God has declared. And we, as the church, have been, have been inundated with these lies. And so for you and me, we need to make a predetermined resolution, just like Daniel, no doubt, had that in his mind, predetermined. If you are going to stand out for God, you have to make some decisions ahead of time. I'm not going to participate in that. I'm not going to, to take part in that. This is how I'm going to live my life. It's not according to what I think. It's not according to what I believe in that, oh, I think that you should do this. It's going to be based upon the scriptures, the holy scriptures. I'm not going to get caught up in materialism. I'm going to spend time with God. I am going to church. When I was uh, a little one, we grew up in a family that really didn't go to church very much. And once I got into, into ministry, I, I heard one time uh, of a family that, that they were deciding on Sunday morning uh, whether or not that they were going to church. And, and, the, and the story that I heard says, well, dad says, well, I don't know. But mom, as moms usually do, uh, spoke up and said, you have two options. Either you're going to church or you're going to the hospital. <laughs> uh, I'm glad. And the reality is, when Teresa and I were raising our daughter, she, she was in church. And, and even though Sunday nights and, it, and she watches sometimes, so this is going to be embarrassing, but she'll remember. Sunday night, Sunday night service, after the service, she would often break free from us uh, at East Liverpool first, and she would play this game called, I'm going to run away from you, you try to catch me, before they turn the lights of the church out and everyone leaves. It was a fun game. For her, not so much for us, because if you've ever been in East Liverpool First Church, it's a big church. There's a lot of places to hide. But the reality is, the truth of the matter is, that we have to decide ahead of time. We have to decide ahead of time. Whatever it is, I'm going to church. I'm not going to get caught up in materialism. I'm keeping my eyes pure. In Daniel's case, it looks like it's a one-time event, but the reality is it's a decision that is lived out each and every day, day after day after day. It wasn't just a public show. It was a bold display. In fact, going on there in Daniel chapter 1, it says, uh, please test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So he agreed and says to this and tested them for 10 days. And at the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. 
Instead of making a public protest, instead of going on a hunger strike, Daniel honors the authority over him and he creates a plan. How can I, how can I honor God but at the same time be in such a way as to stand up to those above me? You see, you can, and we see it oftentimes, you can stand out in the wrong way. And as Christians, we have to be very, very careful about that because we get these labels thrown upon. All you Christians, all you do is judge, 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 judge. And only God can judge me is what they'll say. I had an individual tell me that one time. It doesn't matter what I do. Only God can judge me. And my response to them uh, was, yes, at the end of the day, God is going to judge you. And the fact with how you're living and what you're doing, that very fact should scare you to death. They didn't like that very much. But we can stand out in the wrong way. We have to be able to stand out, but in the right way. We have to have the wisdom to, to stand out in the right way. To pray for those who are struggling. To pray for those who are hurting. To pray for those who, who may not be as far along the spiritual path as we are. Uh, there was a time in which um, an individual, a young, a young girl who, who had believed a lie, had gotten pregnant and, and had an abortion, uh, went to church trying to find solace, trying to find comfort, and she, was, and she was met with anything but. And the reality and the truth is she left the church and never returned to the church at all. Now, we understand, is abortion wrong? Absolutely. It's murdering an infant. It's, it's, it's against what God teaches. But at the same time, is there hope for that person? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the reality, the truth is, we're all messed up. We're all guilty. And we have to have the courage. And it takes courage to stand up and say, you know what you did? It was wrong, and, there, and, and, and the Bible speaks about that. But I know this Jesus, and I know that even so, he still loves you, and he can wash all of that away so that one day when you take your last breath here, you take your first breath on that shore, you will see that child again. We have to have the, the courage to stand out and the wisdom to stand out in the, in the right way. Going on, and it says this, that the king talked with them in verse 19 and found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. If Daniel and his friends had simply blended in, flown under the radar, nothing historic would have happened. Or if they said, no, we're not going to eat that food and you can't make us. <laughs> we're not eating our peas and you can't make me. 
If they had stubbornly refused to eat, they would have likely have been executed. Time and again, time and time, before this day is over, you will be lured, you will be coaxed to simply blend in. And you can do that, or you can take a stand and stand out for the Lord. The truth of the matter is, I would rather be remembered for standing out for something as important as the Bible, the scriptures, the Lord. I'd rather be remembered for that rather than forgotten for blending in. We have to take our stand against the devil's schemes. We have to put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, doing all that you can do to stand. And when we have done everything else to simply stand. That's what Daniel did. That's what, that's what the picture of, of what we see here in chapter 1. The, the, these boys ripped from their, their, their homeland, taken and put into this very difficult situation, had, this, had their names, their identities stripped away from them. But instead of, oh, well, well, let's just blend in. Hopefully we can make it through and get out of this alive. Daniel and these three decided, no, in the midst of all of this, we are still going to stand out for the Lord. We are still going to stand out for God. And they did so in the right way as to make an impact on those around us. As Christians, we, as I said, they're living in a crossroads. Is the church of Jesus Christ simply going to blend in to the culture to where we can't tell the difference? Or are we going to stand out in such a way as to offer to the culture the only hope that they truly really have? not in an arrogant or judgmental way. We're not Pharisees. We're not modern-day Pharisees. We are saved, wretched sinners who are trying to help other wretched sinners become saved so that one day we can all celebrate around the throne of God. We are called, and I truly believe in this day and age, as I've seen it over, play out, the church is being called to make a decision. Are we going to stand or are we going to simply blend in? Thanks for listening to Champion Church of the Nazarene's weekly sermon podcast. We hope you were inspired by this week's message. We'd love for you to join us on a Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. We are located at 3924 High Street Northwest in Warren, Ohio. You can also join us on Facebook Live. For more information about our ministries, or if you'd like to contribute to our ministries online, visit us at championnaz.org.